0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. This is your host, Dr. B, your Lifestyle Engineer. In this podcast, we help you escape the rat race and find purpose-led, meaningful work. We help you design systems that make it easy for you to succeed. We give you tools and strategies to build your productivity to free your time and attention for the things that matter most. Live by design, not by default. Let's get it. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to talk about your true hourly wage. Oh, my goodness. The first time I heard about this concept years, years, years ago, it was on a blog called The Simple Dollar way back when I think it might have been 2007 or something or five. But he wrote about this concept of your true hourly wage. What are you actually getting from the money that you make throughout the year? So let's dig in. And the concept is fairly simple. You're exchanging your time for money for an employer and you get a certain amount of money from this time that you put in. But your true hourly wage is that it's not so much about how much the employer gives you, but how much you actually get to keep and use for each hour that you devote to your work. You understand? So it's not how much they pay you, but it's about how much you get to keep and use. To calculate your two hourly wage, you look at how much money you get and you subtract all of those things that you have to take out of that because you work. So there are certain things that you do because you work and you have to take those costs out of there. And then you look at the amount of time you work. So most of it is based on a 40 hour week if you're salaried. Sometimes in certain instances, they even expect you to work more than that you can look at your W-2. If you're an hourly paid person, you can look at your actual statement at the end of the year and see how many hours you worked and what you got paid. For salaried persons, you'd have to sort of estimate your hours and how many hours you really worked and not just the work you did, the time that you spent working and doing the work, but also the time that you spend around the work, getting to work and all of those other things that you actually have to do and spend time on that enable you to work. So you have the money on one side and you subtract all of the things that you have to spend to get to work and to be able to work. And on the other hand, you start with the hours you're supposed to work or that you did work and you add in all of those extra hours that you spend getting ready for work and enabling yourself to do the work. And you divide those two to get your true hourly wage. So let's actually do an example because the math is easier to understand if we do an example so let's use a salary in this case of sixty thousand dollars u.s right the annual income is supposed to be sixty thousand dollars we start with that let's take out for taxes i am going to use just a random tax rate and say that based on in the u.s federal taxes state taxes and all of that um, it's about let's say ninety nine hundred dollars. I think I use something like half um, percent for to get the tax rate. So you know, by the time you pay federal taxes and state taxes and local taxes, about ninety nine hundred dollars it's gone. Then you think, for a lot of us, especially with me, I remember when I was working, especially downtown, I wasn't packing a lunch. So you have to add food. So so you think about how much food that you have to to pay for in your situation. I think in the example I use, maybe three days a week that you have to buy lunch at a cost of something like $10, really nominal. I'm trying to be conservative here. So that's $1,500. Then you add in the cost of a commute. So I estimated, let's say, 20 miles each direction and I used the federal reimbursement for mileage for this year, which is 56 cents, I believe, this year, which is what I used. So at 20 miles per day each way and uh, at 56 cents a mile, you're going to get a commute of about $5,600 for the year using 50 weeks of work and two weeks of being on vacation. All right. So 20 miles each way. So that's 40 miles a day, 56 cents a mile, five days a week, 50 weeks a year. And for a lot of us, Going to work requires special clothes that we would not be purchasing if we were not doing that type of work. So only think about things that you have to do because you have to go to work. So not just all your clothes, but specific work clothing that you might need to refresh throughout the year. So I gave an amount of about $300 between clothes and shoes and just looking nice and everything else, makeup and hair care, whatever, $300, which is really conservative. Now, if you have to pay for childcare because you are at work, which you would not pay for if you were doing something else. You add that in. In this case, I used a nominal amount because I said maybe, there's an example, kids are in school, you pay for after-school care to get you to like 5, 5.30 when you can go grab the kids. Something like that, I just threw in 2,400 bucks, 200 bucks a month, a couple of kids after school. Again, nominal. If you were doing something else and you would not need childcare but are paying for childcare because you work, then you would put in the actual cost of childcare. This one, I just estimated a couple hundred bucks a month for some after-school care, something like that. And then I threw in 300 bucks for everything else. So, you know, somebody's getting married, they wanna give an office gift, somebody, you know, sending flowers because somebody's relative passed away. You know, you gotta go to happy hour, you spend a couple bucks on drinks, so, $300 $300 I threw in for everything else, mostly because it all added up to $20,000. So $9,900 for taxes, $1,500 for food, $5,600 for commute, $300 for clothing, $2,400 for ta- childcare, and $300 for everything else. So you start with $60,000, you take off this $20,000 for everything else, right? So if you don't get the tax money. You spend money on food, clothing, childcare, commute, all of that, You know, office festivities and all of that. So the money you actually get to use is $40,000. You with me? Great. Let's go to the other side, the time. You're expected to work for 50 weeks, like this is the US standard two week um, time off, Again, if it's you doing your own hourly rate, you use what is actually applicable to you. Some companies are much more generous. In other parts of the world, they are much more reasonable with the amount of um, holiday time that you get. But let's use 50 day, fifty weeks a year for this to make it easy. If you spend half an hour to get those 20 miles in to go to work, half an hour each way, five days a week, 50 weeks a year, that's 250 hours of commuting so half an hour each way that's one hour five days a week five hours and then 50 weeks a year that's 250 hours for commute and then you have to think about if you're going to work you have to get ready so even if you don't buy lunch and you have to pack a lunch that's time if you have to like do your makeup do your hair um all of those things that you need to do to get you to work you gotta buy gas you gotta you know all of those things Add up, and I threw in, again, another hour a day for everything else that enables you to get to work. Now, you your mileage may vary here. You might want to put a different value, but I just throw in everything else that enables you to go to work, right? So I put that as an hour a day. So that gives a grand total of 2,000 hours that you're supposed to work, 50 weeks, um, 40 hours a week, right? And then you think about... Your commute time and your prep time, each worth 250 hours a week, that gives you an extra 500 hours a week that you are spending beyond just the 40 hours for work. Based on this example, when you look at just your nominal wage, your $60,000 and your 2,000 hours of time that would just be standard, your nominal wage is about $30 an hour. That's how much your employer pays you. But after you take off all the costs of going to work, you're down to $40,000 and you add in all the extra time that you spend, you're up to 2,500 hours. When you divide those two, your true and actual wage is $16 an hour. So that's how much you get per hour that you actually get to keep and use. That's very different. That's almost half, right? From 30 to 16. So, I found this exercise mind blowing, like, pew, like explosion in my brain, because when you factor it this way and you see the number of hours you really have to work to do the things that you want to do, so a uh, one thousand dollars television at sixteen dollars an hour, that's actually a lot of hours that 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 you work, right? So everything took on a different meaning when I saw what I really had to work, how much time I really had to spend, and how much I really had to work. To get those things, it changed my thinking. So I started to think wait a minute, can I be doing something else? Because at the time that I was reading the Simple Dollar blog, one of the things he said is that he realized that because of the nature of his work, he could probably go work at the Home Depot down the street that he could walk to or bike to and get paid, you know, 20 bucks an hour, but actually have more free time to go do something else and build his business, right? So it really starts to make you think about when you exchange your time for money in this way, is it the best use of your time and your accumulated knowledge and your skills and your intelligences? Is this really the best use of your time? And can you go do something else? Can you go work at Starbucks with really great benefits, right? And a job where you go, you do the job, you let it go, you come home. There's a Starbucks, you know, everywhere you're not commuting as much. You don't have as much stress. And then you can come home and use the rest of that time and that free mental space to go work on your side business, to go build something else, to go do something, spend time with your kids, right? So that's that's the way it made me start to think. This is wild, right? You're exchanging your time for money and you're spending all of this time and all of this energy and you're tired, you're grumpy, your you know, traffic is frustrating you, You know, you're not using the best of yourself. You see, you have all these because you're not even using it. They they're asking you to do all sorts of weird things that don't even make sense, right? And we're in the middle of a pandemic. People are nervous about going into into businesses and, and into work like live in person. And so you start asking yourself, would I be better taking a remote job that maybe pays a little bit less, but I don't spend the time commuting. I don't spend the gas. It's less stress. I get to, you know, be home and throw a load of laundry in and run and do my groceries and come back or receive a delivery, right? I might be paid less, but the end result, the net result is better. So it's an exercise I recommend everybody do. And, um... My website is being rebuilt and as soon as this is done, I'm going to start putting up like these templates and stuff so that you can try it yourself and put some numbers in that make sense to you and for your situation and calculate that true hourly wage. It will open your eyes, right? So the outcome is starting to make you think about how you should spend your time and how you should spend your money. So is it better maybe to take a different job in the meantime, while you do something else or a different job that will help you build something else. So maybe you wanted to change careers. You wanted to go in a different direction. Maybe it's time to leave the job that you're in and go take a lower paying job, a less stressed job, uh, a job where you get in and get out and not taking work home that's closer or remote or a job that allows you to shadow somebody or get experience in the new industry or the new area that you want to go in. But it's a better use of your time and your resources. And the other thing to consider, too, is if you've ever thought about going into business for yourself or creating something, creating a business, business expenses are always better than W-2 expenses, like expenses from from working for an employer. Because in the United States, business expenses are, are taxed, businesses are taxed more favorably than employees. So there are so many opportunities to reduce your expenses as a business that are just not available to you as an individual, as an employee. So for example, if you have a business and you start out of your office, the space in your house that you use for an office is a tax write-off to some extent. Now I am not a tax professional, nor do I play one on TV or the internet. So take everything with a grain of salt and consult a professional. However, comma, it is known that in, at least right now, you can deduct um, home office expenses, right? But if you go into an office, that's not something you can deduct as the employee, right? So there's so many more favorable things like deductions and so on that you can take if you own a business, if you work for yourself or you've created a company that you can't take as an employee, as somebody who's exchanging their time for money. So if you've ever thought about this and you figure you can't afford to start a business, you really need the income, or you just have gotten used to it, maybe it's time to start thinking about that. Actually do the exercise to calculate your true hourly wage and see exactly how much you make and how much you get to take home and use and start thinking about whether it's better to do something else with your time, with your energy, with your money, and all those resources that you have. So hit me up. Let me know how this goes if you need templates, Get in touch with me. I will get it to you. Thanks for joining me. I hope this has been thought provoking for you. I'll see you next time. Hey there, friends. Just one more thing before you go. If you are ready to tap into your inner genius, get on my calendar for a 30 minute strategy session. Let's tap into that inner genius, connect to your purpose, and let's find the avenues for you to find meaningful work, whether that be in a corporate career or in your own business, whatever it may be. Let's chat. Call with DrB.com, call with DrB.com. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We'll see you next time.